At first, the doctors said it looked like poison in his teeth. And then the police swarmed the hospital, and the doctors suddenly became less forthcoming. The leading Russian opposition activist to Vladimir Putin was fighting for his life. week in the Siberian city of Tomsk, the man opposing Putin traveled to visit supporters for upcoming regional elections. At the airport, with nothing in his stomach, food nor drink, he ordered a black tea at the Vienna coffee house. Then he boarded the plane back to Moscow. After takeoff, he fell sick. He ran to the restroom. Grim howls of pain coming from inside, the pilot making an emergency landing, and Alexei Navalny was rushed to a hospital. As I went into the studio, he was reported in a coma. Poisoning, not new in Russia. Poisoning in the blood. But poison in our hearts? Jesus drank the poison intended for us. And spiritually speaking, we're made well. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus here on a Friday with our final program called Soul Care. Around North America and around the world, The hope of Jesus is needed more than ever. Fears in America are looming with the upcoming presidential election. Many families are still unsure about what to do with this school year. People everywhere are tired of socially distancing and feeling isolated. And one more thing in particular that's pulling at my heart. One in four young people have contemplated suicide during the pandemic. Depression has increased four to five times higher this time than last year. All the above is why we need the next few minutes together to find our hope in Jesus Christ. And it's also why we've turned to Zach Eswine, a pastor and seminary professor in St. Louis, who's written a book I feel is written for a time like this, Spurgeon's Sorrows, Realistic Hope for Those Who Suffer from Depression. He says even saints can desire to die. And starting from that place of empathy, he invites us with that fellow friend from Gethsemane to come alongside of someone. Dr. Zach Hesswein will join us again in a few minutes. But on this weekend, can we send you a copy of his book? It's for you. It's for someone you love. We just ask for your gift of support, and then we'll send you Spurgeon's Sorrows. The shipping charges are free. All you have to do is call us after the program at 800-654-2836. That's 800-654-2836. Or go online, download the first chapter from the book, and then make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And now let's start the program with Casting Crowns. Circumstances have clouded his view. And Lord, I lift my friend up to you. 
fear that I won't have the words that he needs to hear. I pray for your wisdom, oh God, and a heart that's sincere. It's called Prayer for a Friend. It's by Casting Crowns here on this Haven Today and our final program called Soul Care. One of the most overwhelming things in life is the idea of suicide. All indications tell us that these thoughts are more and more pervasive in our world today. From young to old, despair and depression are waging a war for our souls. So if you know someone or you personally are struggling against this tide, My prayer is that you find hope in today's program, and more than that, that you find power to reach out for help. If you're really struggling with suicidal thoughts or you need someone to pray with, you can call us. We'd love to pray with you and point you to people who can help in the name of Jesus. Our number you can call toll-free is 800-654-2836. I already gave you that number. If you need it, I'll give it to you again later on in this program. How do you care for a person's soul? That's what we've been trying to do these past days in a lengthened series called Soul Care. After all, you cannot see a soul. And we all know that in times of depression and anxiety, care for the body can only go so far in meeting our deepest needs. We need our souls to move towards Jesus. But sometimes our faith is so weak that we need the help of others. That's the best medicine for a weary soul because faith brings us, leads us to the great physician. He alone has the power enough. He alone has the power to heal, restore, and save. I'm reminded of a dear friend coming to be with us when we lost our son due to a drug overdose. 
bringing to mind a scripture that we had just read before. Ironic, isn't it, how the Lord uses his word in different ways at just the right time? It was a Christ moment for us, and it cared for our souls. We certainly remember that faithful friend. Well, we see faithful friends in Luke 5 as well. In a village in Galilee, the Messiah was teaching in a house, and it was standing room only that night. There was no chance anyone could get in to hear Jesus, certainly not a village paralytic. That is, not until his friends intervened. Hear the story now. You find it in Luke chapter 5. I'll start with verse 17. Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and even Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they couldn't find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take up your mat, and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. That's from Luke 5, and I'm Charles Morris on a program called Soul Care. All indications show that depression, anxiety, and suicide are on the rise. Maybe it's the dark cloud of COVID-19 hanging over our heads for months. Even if you haven't gotten the virus, maybe you haven't felt like yourself. I know I haven't. That's one reason why we need a passage like this one today. We read here in Luke 5 an inspiring story of good friends leading someone to faith. That's something we need to be doing in our Christian lives, not just at the beginning of it. And certainly in a time like this, you and I need people coming alongside us to stoke the fires of our faith. And that's what we've been learning from Pastor Zach Heswine. He's shared the wisdom of the great preacher Charles Spurgeon when it comes to depression and suicide. Zach, what advice would Spurgeon give us, do you think, to help our struggling, even suicidal friends and family members? Spurgeon also would point us to the words of Job and how Job tells us he loathes his life. And he calls upon us to understand, not like Job's friends, but to understand how it is that someone could feel that way, the kind of internal mental misery someone must feel where they think that to end their life would bring the relief that they need. And so 
Charles Spurgeon, you know, reminding us of Paul uh, grappling with should he stay or go, he reminds us that sometimes the, the question that we feel of wanting to die, sometimes it's a sane question. It makes all the sense in the world in light of the circumstantial trauma that we face or the biological pain that we live with. He says even saints can desire to die. And starting from that place of empathy, he invites us with that fellow friend from Gethsemane to come alongside of someone. Now, from that place of empathy, uh, he will also appeal to a person not to end their life. And he will do it in this way. He'll, he'll remind us. He'll say things like, circumstances are hard. Life will only be bad always, someone will think. But then Spurgeon will remind us we can't actually know the future. And then he'll tell us about Elijah, who wanted to die. And then the best parts of Elijah's life came later. And if Elijah had ended his life hmm. thinking that there was no relief, thinking that he, all, he knew the future and the future will, would be always bad at all the time, Spurgeon reminds us that Elijah was comforted by God with food, with hmm. rest, with nourishment, with time, with promises, he was restored. And then the best things that Elijah in his depression could never imagine actually came to pass. And that's one of the things we, we want to remind ourselves, not in a trite way, but from that place of agonizing empathy, that depression tells us that we know the future. And we actually don't. And so we appeal to one another to trust the one who knows the future, to put, again, the deepest cares of our hearts into the hands of the one who knows the future, and to trust that tomorrow can be different than we imagine it. Now, that's no trite thing. We don't know if the paralytic man of Luke 5 ever wanted to die. What we know, his life was a struggle, and we know that his friends intervened with the encouragement of faith. I want to focus on one little phrase from Luke 5, verse 19. The paralytic's friends laid him down, and here are the words, the phrase, right in front of Jesus. Is there a better image than that for faith in all the Bible? Lying in front of Jesus. That's how all of us are before him. We're helpless, totally dependent on him. Faith is laying ourselves before him resting on him, receiving him. Can I just encourage you, whether you're feeling depressed or not, whether you feel strong or, or maybe very weak, can I encourage you to lay down in front of Jesus? We need his healing love. I know I do, and you probably do as well. But don't miss that in this passage. It was the friends who did that for this man. He couldn't do it himself. He needed help. In this story, it's the friends who have faith at first, and it's a faith that moves them. It moved them to communicate with each other beforehand. One of them must have heard that Jesus had come to town, and then he would have had to reach out to the others. And together, they had to plan out when they would meet and who would bring the mat. Their faith moved them 
to carry this man all the way to the house where Jesus was teaching. Now imagine the disappointment. You reach the house only to find you couldn't get in. Verse 18, they tried to take him into the house. But when that didn't work, well, they looked up and saw the roof. If you go to Israel with me someday, you'll see what these rooftops still look like. They saw the roof. And if James tells us that faith without works is dead, we can say confidently that these men had a living faith. They actually were able to pull back a hole in the ceiling. Roofs were made that way, that you could do that then because they had to keep replacing the roof. And from these heights, they lowered their friend down to the one who had himself come down from heaven for us. That's a faith that intervenes for friends who have frail faith or no faith at all. That's why Jesus says that he saw their faith and forgave the paralyzed man of his sins. The friends had faith, and their faith led their friend to Christ. And our Lord demonstrated his healing dramatically by healing this paralyzed man. Are you a faithful friend like this? Let your faith in the Lord move you to move others closer to Jesus. Or maybe you're more like the paralyzed man. You can't even move yourself. Maybe it's fear, anxiety, grief, or something physically wrong with you. It's just all too much. Well, if that's you, then let me be that friend for you for just a moment. I may not be close to you physically, but God is. And that's what I have to offer. Like the man in Luke chapter 5, you don't know your future. Only God does. What great things might he also do for you and through you if you will lay yourself before him? That's a faith that heals. It's also a faith that encourages. Whatever burdens that you're carrying as you're listening to me talk to you right now, won't you lay them down? And while you're doing that, why not lay yourself down before the great physician? He gave his life for your life, and you can rest in him today.
The group is FFH. Yes, that's their name. What a friend we have in Jesus. Here on Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. Soul care is what we're calling the program. Even if we feel all alone, Jesus is a friend, and he sends help. The Spirit brings us to the Lord, even if we can't get there ourselves. Such powerful help in time of need. I'm glad we were able to hear again from Pastor Zach Kesswein, our souls need care. And honest reflection prepares us to turn to Christ. Depression is on the rise. It's not just them struggling. Saints suffer as well. And we all know someone who struggles. Maybe even we are struggling ourselves. And that's why I want you to have a copy of Zach Hesswine's book, Spurgeon's Sorrows, Realistic Hope for Those Who Suffer from Depression. It's an honest book about depression and sorrow, but it doesn't stop there. It points us to the great physician, Jesus Christ, and helps us find hope and peace in his love. All you need to do is just call us right now. And the number to call is 800 654 2836. And remember, we're also here to receive your prayer request. We would love to pray for you. 800-654-2836. We ask for your gift to this listener-supported ministry, and we'll send you the book out right away. Now, if you'd like to read the first chapter of the book, you can visit us there at our website, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. You can also make your gift there and ask for the book, and we'll get it to you free of charge. And don't forget, it's still not too late to receive a copy of the feature film, the DVD, I Still Believe, a well-made movie telling the incredible story of Jeremy Camp, just as his career was getting off the ground, how he and his first wife faced her cancer diagnosis by turning to Jesus. This movie will help you find hope here in a hot August of 2020. Why don't we take a moment and pray right now? Dear Lord in heaven, if there's one thing you care about, you care for our souls. Lord, we read about your tender and loving care, whether it's reading in the Psalms or whether it's in Genesis or whether it's all the way in the final book at the final end of Revelation. Lord, for those who have faith in you and trust in you, we can claim our righteousness in you. And even though things may not be going according to our plans, we can have confidence that this world is going in tune with your plans and that one day all will be made right. All will be well. Our souls will be well. And Lord, I just pray right now that Jesus Christ, the great physician, will speak to us and be with us and that we can come right in front of him and ask for his love to be shown in visible ways. Lord, I thank you for Jesus salvation 
I thank you for the cross, and I look forward to your coming again. Make it soon. Maranatha, Lord Jesus, in whose name we pray right now. Amen. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next time when again we get to share together this great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. There's an app for almost anything you can think of. Today's smartphones have given us confidence that we can master life's problems, be prepared for anything, and most people that own a smartphone say they couldn't do without it. Unless, of course, your battery dies or the cell phone network goes down and then suddenly you get a reality check. But God's Word says to put our hopes in Him because His power won't ever run out and we'll never have to fear that our lifeline will fail. Isaiah 40 says, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. You can try out Anchor Devotional at no cost. Visit GetAnchor.com.